ready to be inspired today. Let me introduce you to Raymond Burton and Amanda Garlock Burton, two of the most positive people I know. They are my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. I sat down with them the other day to pick their positive brains. Although they both admitted to being optimistic by nature, they have also chosen to lean into positivity in their lives. I think their thoughts and perspective could benefit even the most devoted pessimist. Oh, and by the way, bonus sound bites today are provided by their darling five-month-old son, Leo, who was also happy to contribute to the conversation. When I asked them where their positivity comes from, Raymond mentioned faith, having a belief in good things to come and not getting too caught up in the here and now, especially when life gets hard. Amanda mentioned making a conscientious effort to focus on the positive and good things in life, and she also mentioned her parents' example. Let's listen to Amanda tell about her parents' example and then hear their answer on whether or not positivity equals happiness. Their answer might surprise you. Here's Amanda talking about her parents. Yeah, I think my parents definitely like raised me to be positive, meaning they were like, you're not going to focus on the negative. Like, we're not going to be a victim here. You're not going to mm-hmm. whine about this or complain about this. Like, you just do what you need to do, you know? And, like, it wasn't really tolerated in my home to talk super negatively about things. I don't know how to explain that, but I remember I was in the car once with my dad, and I was in high school, and he was just driving, and we were driving somewhere, and he turned to me out of the blue, and he was like, a minute of happiness, or a minute of sadness is a minute of happiness wasted, or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, what? And where, where's that from? He's like, I've just been thinking about it. It's like a quote by someone, yeah. you know. And yeah. that had a big impact on me, and I think about it a lot. Like, years later, I was talking to him about it the other day, and I was like, I'm so glad you told me that thing. Yeah. Just such a powerful little moment to teach me that when I was little. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like they kind of were good examples of that too. Yeah. They were Mm -hmm. big believers in being happy and positive. Okay, so this comes to the next question. Do you think positivity equals happiness? And vice versa. Is happiness positivity and is positivity happiness? (laughs) Tell us, Leo. No. No. <laughs> Trailing. <it's> no. <laughs> uh, you're talking to two English majors, so definitions of words matter. Mm. So that's why I say that with a question, um, because I don't know. I'm thinking it through right now, but um, when I think about happiness, happiness is an emotion. Okay. And joy is. A s- more of a state of being, I feel like, potentially. Stemming from knowledge, perhaps. Yeah. Like a state of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So then what is positivity? So positivity, to me, has more to do with your, your current state based on your projections of the future. Does that make sense? So you can be happy or sad in a moment... But you can be sad in a moment and still be positive yes, about the future. Yes, yes. Based, based on your perspective and what you believe about the future. Yeah. Because I don't think positivity means you're never sad. Yeah. I think it's the exact opposite. I think there has to be opposition in all things. And so I think that 
their moments of sadness, their moments of doubt, mm. their hard things in life, but you can still have a semblance of pos- positivity in those moments because of your view mm. of the future. Wow. So do you too feel like you allow yourselves to be sad sometimes? Like you dare go there and it's okay to go there? Yeah. I think it's unhealthy not to, yeah. personally. Yeah, I mean, I think kindness, happiness and sadness are feelings that you feel, and so you just, it's it's fleeting both ways. Like, it's like, if there's a, a visual element, it's a line that goes up and down. You're happy, you're sad, you're happy, you're sad, you're happy. But positivity can be like a line that stays straight mm-hmm. through it all, and you just like, that is your stability, is like the positivity that carries you through those things. Uh-huh. But I think saying that happiness equals positivity sets yourself up for like major major lows because when you're sad then you feel like oh I'm not a positive person then you know yeah that's I I agree I think that's an inaccurate view of the words and and the meanings thereof but it just feels like in order to be a human you have to have happiness and sadness but to like and withstand and endure that you have to have positivity mm-hmm. and the source of positivity matters because that's what gives you an anchor to that positive line but yeah I just think it's definitely different well I love that I love the fact that positivity can be a straight line through all of the ups and downs of life I love that so you mentioned sources of positivity yeah. so what are your sources of positivity um First, Leo has hiccups. Sorry about that. (laughs) Cutie. Um, Yeah, I think perspective is one. Like, having a perspective and saying, like, this this temporary, this struggle is temporary, and it might be a longer temporary, but it's temporary still. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fleeting. And in the scheme of things, when I look back, it's going to be just another experience I could potentially laugh at, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And then um, another source is faith, I think having faith in, for me, Jesus Christ is where I put my faith and he's unchanging, he's ever loving and patient and like that to me provides me a great source of comfort and peace and and positivity for my future. I can trust in him that I have better things in my future than I do in my present and my past. So, and my present's pretty awesome, so that's pretty comforting to me. To find that as a source of positivity. Yeah. Have anything to add to that, Ray? Well, I think when you think about Jesus Christ, he has the ability to turn the negative to the positive because of his atoning sacrifice for us. And so I think that that, I think Amanda hit the nail on the head there where it's like the belief in a power to be able to transform and change really can give you hope for the future in moments of darkness and sadness because Mm -hmm. you know there's a source or a power out there that can overcome that, I guess. Yeah. So. Hmm. So how do you, I mean, maybe you've kind of answered this already, but like, what are some conscious things that you do to pull yourself out of a funk or like a sad, you know, time? What are those things that you consciously do that you're like, okay, this is going to help me feel better? 
So I'm transported back to 2010. I was living in Belize and <clears throat> I was in charge of 20 20 year olds basically keeping them alive in a third world country <laughs> and trying to have meaningful projects for them to accomplish while they were there and so it was I was out of my element stressed out of my mind um it was extremely humid we had no air conditioning we had one fan per room and trying to <laughs> remain positive in that environment was very difficult um so we started a game that we just called the gratitude game every time you started to feel a little down or a little discouraged because of anything that we were dealing with we would just start naming things we were grateful for until we felt better and sometimes that happened really quickly it was like two things and sometimes we had to go through 30 things <laughs> before we started to it just I think that that has the ability to change perspective I think we don't un, I don't think we fully understand how we can shift our mindset but that we have to do so in very physical ways does that make mm. sense? So for instance, if I want to, another example, I'm going off now, but another example is I used to not think that I was a very intelligent person. I don't know when that started in my life, but people would say, you're so smart. And I would say, no, I'm not, I'm not smart. I just work hard. That's why I have good grades. And there became this belief in me that I wasn't an intelligent person. I just was a hardworking person. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so when I was in college, I wrote on my mirror, uh, I am, I am intelligent. And I would wake up every morning and tell myself that, repeat it over and over again. And sometimes you have to do those very concrete physical things to actually rewire your brain yeah. into believing truth and to stop believing lies that we tell ourselves over time. And so, you know, I think the gratitude game is the same thing where you're like consciously, physically saying things yeah and once your mind starts to rewire your entire body follows suit mm -hmm. i think absolutely yeah i think i like to do um things to remind myself that i'm i'm not that big of a deal if that makes sense to you usually when i'm feeling sad i feel like it stems from making my problems so big. They just feel so big and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And usually it's overwhelming is the anchor for me of, or the root of why I'm feeling negative or something. Uh -huh. So going outside is a huge game changer. If I go on a walk or something that just, it reminds me that there's space and there's earth and birds and it's just a lot more than myself out there. And just, I think getting outside and breathing fresh air and feeling the sun or the seeing the clouds, whatever it may be, it just is a good, healthy dose of freshness. And then um, learning is really helpful for me to stay positive. It, it like gives me this well of abundance from which I can draw life to my soul. <laughs> It's a little metaphorical. So kind of like you feel like you're progressing through yeah. what you're learning or something. Maybe? Yeah, and just like that there's so much to be excited about in the world. Like mm -hmm. there's so much I get to learn about. And like same thing with reading. It's like you read a good book and you're like, oh my gosh, reading is so amazing. And I, there's all these books out there I can read. And 
Like, I can learn about anything. I mean, today you can learn about anything. I can learn how to cook, you know, something new I've never cooked before and try it. And I, I can learn how to create something and, and stain a crib. And I mean, there's just really no limit on what we can do and learn about. And that is exciting to me and makes me feel happy. And so, I, yeah, and then the last thing I conscientiously will do is, like, listen to music. It really helps me to, like, put on music while I'm doing something mundane, like the dishes or, um, like, driving. I don't know. It just it helps me, again, detach from whatever's stressing me out, and then I can just get myself in a better space. Yeah. But journaling, I think, helps, too. Writing things out. Like, in my lowest of lows I've been, I have just written a ton of journals. Like, just written it all out and then just let it go, you know? Hmm. Well, well, there's no doubt that you two, like, I mean, it was kind of innate and you desired it in your life, but also that you've cultivated it, you've worked at it, you've wanted, wanted that positivity and... And it and it comes through in everything that you do, and it blesses the lives of other people too around you, and lifts others up. And what I've noticed about you too is also that like you're genuinely happy for other people's successes. Like, so this not the positivity not only affects you. I think it affects other people that are around you that feel of that positive vibe, but also that you are just able to give your love to other people so easily. And again, I just wonder, is there anything that you feel has helped you come to that point where it's like, you're just happy for other people when they're, you know, in their successes. You're, you don't, I've never seen you be like envious or, uh, what, I don't know, unforgiving or negative about other people. It's just always positive and, and so I guess, you know, is there, is there a way that you feel you have helped to cultivate that of being happy for other people in their successes and cheering others on rather than putting them down? <laughs> well, I think you have a very high view of us. I know, I know. <laughs> like, oh, you're just naming all those things and I'm like, oh. I've experienced that, I've experienced that, I've experienced that. You know, I think, okay, so an example would be Leo. (laughs) You know, we desired a child years ago, and Leo came in his own timetable, and, you know, we went through a miscarriage, and it was very painful. And I don't think, I don't know, maybe... Maybe people can go through an experience like that and not feel sad when they see a new baby or mm. see their friend get pregnant or yeah. someone who doesn't even want a child is like, oh, I got pregnant again and they're complaining to you about it. Like, I don't know. Maybe there are really amazing people out there that that doesn't like bother them somehow, but I doubt it. I doubt it. And so, I mean, we're human, right? And so... I think it's how you work through and deal with some of those things. And I think Amanda said it really well when when we were in the midst of all of that. And I remember thinking there was a moment when we thought, oh, you know, 
Amanda's brother Nathan and his wife Lizzie, they might have a child before us. And they had just barely gotten married. And it was a moment where we thought about it, and it's about resources, right? It's viewing blessings as resources and saying, are there limited resources out there? Are there limited, like, are we competing for blessings? And I think once you can kind of shift your mind away from like competing for blessings to realizing like everything is a gift. Mm-hmm. And same thing with marriage, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, we were lucky enough to be able to get married, but we have plenty of friends who are still unmarried. Um, and just recognizing, I just remember that moment where I was like, I want as many children to go to Nate and Lizzie as possible. And that doesn't affect me or the fact that we're struggling to have our first child. Like, I don't know how I made that shift. I think it was probably Amanda kind of reframing it for me to help me realize like, I want all the good, (laughs) if that makes sense. And you know, some of it might come to us, but I want as much good for everyone as possible, I guess. Is what I'm saying. I don't know, I'm kind of rambling now, but No, that's amazing and beautiful. It really is. Yeah, I think part of it too is like entitlement and just saying mm. we're not mm. entitled to anything. We're not entitled to a child. We're not entitled to We weren't entitled to marriage. <laughs> we weren't entitled to marriage, yeah. I I mean it's like when you turn sixteen, you know, yeah, it's really awesome if you can get your license and you have a car. That's an amazing blessing, and that's an incredible opportunity. But it doesn't, you're not automatically granted that because you turned 16. A lot of people have to work to buy a car and to get their license, and it's yeah. a big sacrifice. And if you're blessed enough to have that, then you take care of your car, you, you obey the laws of the land, you do your very best with what you have, you know? And... Yeah, so I think it's just like going with that analogy, like it's the shift of entitlement from, mm-hmm. you know, this is what I've always expected and yeah. saying, well, it's okay. Like in the grand scheme, that perspective again, going back to the perspective and saying, you know, that's our, our path might look differently than what we have expected yeah. and we're not entitled to our expectations, mm-hmm. but we are we are entitled to gratitude and we do get to choose that and we do get to have a great experience with look at all the abundance that is in our life you know Hmm. so wow yeah and you know what we did when i when we were doing infertility stuff like when we were going through all that it's like i turned to education i got i started doing my master's you know and and we started just doing the things that brought us a lot of joy and happiness and again abundance in our lives and then Mm. Leo did come when it was the right time for him and yeah in the meantime other good things happened you know yeah wow I love that as you can see they are such wise souls and after speaking with Raymond and Amanda what I realized is that positivity is inextricably connected to faith, hope, and gratitude. And it might just be the key to finding that elusive joy that we all desire through the ups and downs of the happiness and sadness of life.
to have any um, final words of wisdom of how to have a happy life? <laughs> uh, you know, I think something my mom and dad did really well is they viewed stuff as stuff. And so I remember Chris drove the truck through the garage door. Like he didn't put it into park and he like actually drove through the garage door. And then Elisa backed the station wagon up into the fence. I remember every time something like that happened, both of my parents were always like, it's just stuff. Like no big deal, you know? And I think that that put a positive spin on everything for me is realizing that stuff is just stuff. And yeah, so I think that helps with positivity as well. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think education's always been a big focus of my family life, my background. My grandparents were really supportive of us getting our upper education and talked about how important it was to read and to just continue to learn throughout our lives. And I remember watching my grandpa on, in church on Sundays write in the church program with his left hand, all of his notes, mm. trying to teach himself how to do that. And he did that for years, you know, and got really good at that cursive on the left hand. But yeah, I just think <clears throat> education is a really big key to finding the abundance and happiness in life. And the other thing too I'll say is that it's something that <laughs> has become somewhat of a family motto. Which is turn up the positive. Yeah. And that comes from Mom Burton. And she'll tell you that that comes from President Stone, who sealed Raymond and me. Uh-huh. But the idea of, you know, a lot of times we're, <laughs> no one likes the AM radio. We all want the FM. We want the music. We don't want the talk radio. <laughs> but what we don't want more than that is we don't want static. And life is full of static and talk radio and all that good stuff. So you have to tune the radio to be what you want it to be and then turn it up. So find mm -hmm. that and then turn up the positive in our lives. And that's, you know, I think about that almost mm -hmm. every day. I really mm -hmm. just, that motto goes through my head like a mantra. So another family motto for us is he he ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Which is when anything stressful or hard happens, we'll always go, hee-hee, ha-ha, like, to realize, like, this is a joke, like, let's laugh about this, like, yeah. like let's choose to find the humor uh -huh. in what's happening, like, yeah. oh, like, the washing machine flooded for Again. the fourth time, hee-hee, <laughs> <laughs> ha-ha, you know, like, oh, and, and there's a, a leak in the ceiling, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it just diffuses a lot of that frustration, yeah. to all of a sudden, just think, okay, how is this funny? And how can we laugh about this and turn it into something? It, it then becomes a positive, funny memory. Yeah. You know, it's like Amanda in Cross oh. Country Skiing. It was a very negative, hard thing at the time, but we have since laughed know, about really it really laughed times. about yeah. it a lot. It's one <laughs> of our favorite, funniest family memories. So being able to laugh at ourselves is probably a yes, good thing. Yes, mm -hmm. We've talked about that this year, mm -hmm. is like not taking ourselves too seriously. Yeah. I, I think that we're very serious people. We're very ambitious. We're serious about, you know, what we're trying to accomplish and do in our lives. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't want I don't want to be so serious. I want to be focused, but I want to be full of humor and delight. And yeah. so it's like Well you are. You so. both are. <laughs> Just try to laugh more. Worry less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well thank you both so much for your insights. Well thank you. Thank you. Honored to be on the show. quickly want everyone to get to know you guys a little bit better so I'm gonna ask you questions rapid-fire questions you have to answer without thinking too yes. hard about it okay okay and Amanda you'll answer first and then Ray you'll so give you your answer yeah okay. yeah okay pancakes or waffles <clears throat> pancakes no. oh pancakes okay Mountains or beaches? Beaches. Beaches. Okay. Type A personality or type B? B. B. Oh. Really? Hmm. Cats or dogs? Neither. <laughs> dogs if I have to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Biggest fear? Spiders on my head. Catheters? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that is a legit concern. Um, who is the gas and who's the brakes in your relationship? Oh, I'm for sure the gas. Yeah, for sure. Who <laughs> the brakes? Okay. Um, and in cars. Yeah, oh, the same for thing. sure. She's the gas and I'm the brakes. When it comes to driving. <laughs> okay, um, what is one thing you are passionate about? Poetry. Tennis. Nice. Um, plaid or polka dots? Plaid. Plaid. Line you commonly quote from a movie? Um, is that my voice? Don't underestimate the importance of body language. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) What was yours from Amanda? Emperor's New Group. Is that my voice? (laughs) And she gets turned into a cat. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, and then one thing currently on your bucket list? Mm. Well, travel to Jerusalem. Mm. Fun to do that. Do the world's toughest race. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay, well done. Do you see why I love these two? Okay, everybody, let's go out and live our lives in abundance and gratitude, and let's lean into that positivity. 